scientists from UNSW Sydney 3D print bone with living cells. In a first, a craniofacial surgery was performed using 3D printing on an 18-month-old infant in New Delhi, India. The infant was suffering from trigonocephaly, a rare condition in which the shape of the front of the head is triangular. A multidisciplinary consortium of European academic centers and companies has formed to 3D print a living model of the pancreas to enable better testing of diabetes medication. Northwestern University researchers have discovered a new 3D printable biomaterial that could help create neurons for regenerative medicine to treat patients with neurodegenerative diseases and spinal cord injuries. These headlines might sound like new stories from super advanced distant future, but let me assure you, they are not. With 3D printing being adopted for medical and healthcare applications globally, achievements that have come our way are nothing short of miraculous. But that wasn't always the case. Our guest on this episode of AM Infocast will take you back in time when the beginnings as always were humble, filled with skepticism and in some cases outright rejection. Welcome to yet another interesting episode of AM Infocast with Aditya Chandavarkar, co-founder of the Indian 3D Printing Network and me, Abhishek Gokhand, marketing head at the Indian 3D Printing Network. Firoza Kothari is a name heard quite often in the medical 3D printing fraternity. After all, she is a Forbes 30 under 30 winner. Having co-founded Anatomize 3D, a medically driven 3D printing company in 2016, Firoza, in a short span of 4 years, has over 800 success stories to share. In this episode, Firoza also discusses the shortcomings of the Indian medical industry and gaps between the 3D printing fraternity and its medical counterpart and gives insight into how training, education and foresight can help overcome those. So let's begin. Over to you, Aditya. Welcome, Firoza, to today's episode of uh, AM Infocast. Thanks, Aditya. Thanks so much for having me. So, uh, Firuza Healthcare has been one of the early adopters of additive manufacturing globally. And especially you and your organizations ha- have been instrumental in driving the adoption of additive manufacturing by the medical community in India. Uh, can you share briefly your AM adoption journey? Yeah, sure. Um, so, it all started about uh, six years ago. And uh, I just freshly graduated out of biotech engineering. and. Uh, had realized that continuous lab work is not something that that I wanted to do. And um, at that time, uh, Sagar and Saurabh, who are founders of Sahas Softech, uh, they had been three years into uh, the field of additive manufacturing, wherein they were catering to architecture, engineering, jewelry, uh, automobile, all of these spaces, anything and everything outside of healthcare, basically. And uh, with my background, they suggested that why don't I join on board and we try and explore uh, the healthcare segment. So it all started as a trial and error because six years ago, there wasn't uh, as much happening as it is today. And uh, one of the first cases that we did was of a cardiac model. So it was a child who was six months old and uh, the, the surgeon had actually rejected the patient for surgery uh, at a lot of places. Uh, But this particular surgeon where they had come to that uh, they had seen 3D models being used outside in America and they had not seen that happening over here, but they really wanted to give it a shot. So they reached out to us and they said, uh, this is something that we want to give uh, a try because if not, then the patient does not go in for surgery. And even if with the model, we realize that the patient won't go in for surgery, then no harm, no done. But um, if the patient can be taken in 
and uh, operated on and given a life then that is something that they were looking forward to so we didn't have much experience back then but we started with the case we executed it and the child actually went in for surgery so that is the first time we realized how beneficial this technology is to patients out there uh, through the surgeons and through the clinicians who are operating on these children or adults so that's how it all started uh, that gave us the strength to go ahead and do this and slowly slowly we started expanding into more applications so there's spine surgery orthopedics oral and maxillofacial um neurosurgery then even going on to pulmonology hepatology urology all of these various fields and one by one we started unwrapping uh, unwrapping what the technology can offer to these uh, specializations some places it has maximum advantage some places it does not so that journey of exploring um, what works what does not work what kind of technologies work for what kind of applications over the last 6 years has been has been a very very nice and uh, interesting journey and in that time we've also seen that india has become more open to accepting uh, 3d printing in their practices we've gone from seeing how surgeons didn't know what the technology was to now telling us that we are looking at fdm prints or sls prints so that's that's the kind of journey that we've seen coming from surgeons as well and uh, at the same time more companies have come up with new different products with new solutions uh, some things are out of the box and they are able to cater to the requirements of the healthcare industry in india so all in all just in the last 6 years we've seen a huge growth in the trend uh, and in the knowledge base of what is possible what is not possible across the industry in the industry people in the healthcare professionals even amongst patients so yeah that has that has been kind of a small journey i mean in a small way discussion of the journey yeah, that's quite interesting pirozan and you know the change you are able to make i think is driving your uh, you know further interest in this uh, in this space but uh, you know uh, healthcare is a very critical and regulated industry so what are the challenges uh, which are associated with adopting am in this space you have come across so some of the major challenges i think we faced uh, in the initial days was understanding what is the requirement so there is always a gap between the clinical knowledge or the clinical words and the engineering translation or to the tech translation so trying to fill in that gap i guess has been one of uh, the major challenges that we worked on over the years uh, trying to understand clinically what is it that the surgeon means going into the operation theater understanding what he or she does uh, what are the problems they face in over there and then coming back end understanding design and manufacturing clubbing the two together with its limitations to give the surgeon what they want so i think that translation of clinical to engineering is is something that has been one of the major challenges uh two is every case is different uh, so you have to work on every case with a different or a fresh set of mind uh, there is a high possibility that what worked in the last case will not work in the new case and vice versa so there is a i wouldn't say a lack of standardization but a need for differentiation in every case uh, 
so so it might this might be a challenge because every single time you have to be on your toes and and get things done you can't put things on automatic mode all the time and uh, with that uh, the regulatory scenario in india for customized products uh, is is not well defined so many a times when you're working on these cases the the industry people have to ensure at back end that they have uh, their regulatory pro their iso processes in place so that at the end of the day when you're giving the product out you uh, you are sure that what you're giving at least from your side is right but in general this is always an issue because um, how do you put a stamp that this is something that can go into the patient it's definitely with communication with the surgeon itself but it would be great if we could have some regulatory norms around this which can help at least in some way if not case to case but at least as a background process help standardize the way in which customized products are developed for the healthcare industry yeah, definitely i think that's that's some uh, good points which which uh, help understand you know the challenges which are there in real time in this industry uh, you know at the same time uh, what do you feel there are uh, which are the gaps currently you know uh, which needs to be addressed in india for the medical community and ecosystem to take full benefit of the advantages this technology provides you know uh, uh, because the technology is moving very fast first thing is definitely uh, the awareness not just awareness about the technology that is happening quite quickly as i said in the last 6 years that has happened quite a lot uh, and still more can be done of course but awareness that access to the technology is also next door beat anatomize beat a couple of other companies who are out there and the access to this technology is right there around you somewhere around you or close to you it's not that you have to they have to go to companies abroad to get um a quality product people in india are also doing quality work and almost at par at what is happening outside many a times even superseding because india in general sees a lot more um different types of complex cases so we learn faster we execute faster and we are able to provide those kind of quality services to people but at the same time what we need to um, do is that at back end we need to ensure that we have the right set of processes in place so say for example if we are just using any random software uh, or we are using just a separate quality of 3d printer for a model which requires more complexity like a heart for example a heart when made in an fdm printer is going to create some complications because the structures are so minute when you go and pull out supports it's going to damage the part so a combination of the hardware and software when it's not done correctly that is when there is a possibility that you give inaccurate results so there is an there is a necessity to understand this at back end that what you are giving is quality checked so you use it from a, you design it on an fda ce approved software so that you are sure that when you are converting a ct to an mri scan the output of the 3d model is right when you are translating it to manufacturing you have to ensure that you are using the right material the right technology for the application that the surgeon is requesting otherwise this entire process the final product that goes to the surgeon might just not be uh of use to him or her 
so and then it could cause inaccuracies and then it could say that okay 3d printing is not the technology which is helping me in my practices at all so this is also one of the areas that need to be looked into because if this is not done correctly the entire technology and its uh, applications or or the growth that it was seeing until now suffers and uh, as industry people it's very important for us to ensure at back end that we have uh, the right kind of engineers trained utilizing the softwares correctly utilizing the printers correctly and keeping all of these processes in check that the final output is not hampered firuza what's your thoughts on point of care labs because recently i think you were also set up a point of care lab with apollo hospitals so, you know first of all congratulations on that but uh, what's your Thank you. Uh, you know thought process about them and how do they uh, uh, assist and how how will they help uh, you know make this technology more accessible yeah so we we have set up a point of care lab at uh, apollo hospital we've set up at max hospital we've also done it at nm medical center i think very early in the curve we realized that um, you know being able to reach out to the entire country's surgical population is going to be uh, is going to be very very challenging and also at the same time being able to cater to them from one office in bombay is also going to be very challenging uh, communication is always a problem because surgeons can get busy so they might send you a case but they might not end up interacting with you until say the end of the day or the next day and these surgeries are sometimes quite critical uh, many a times we still face problems wherein in emergency 3d printing cannot really help because it still takes that much time to design and to 3d print so in we don't want to not be able to cater to even the mid level critical emergency cases and those are the places where surgeons probably need maximum help because the surgeries need to be faster and catered to immediately so in when we when we identified all of these problems of communication of uh, distance of logistics we realized that point of care labs is something that is going to be um, of use to surgeons and uh, give them the faster turnaround times that they require so with that thought in mind uh, we we approached a couple of hospitals a couple of diagnostic centers we got a good response we showed them the value and after setting it up in house we actually saw that the turnaround times were less than 6 hours also many a times and for extreme complex simulation kind of cases less than 24 hours as well so with that the surgeons got access to the technology right there in house they got access to the designer right there in house uh, the designer could just walk up to the surgeon's cabin and discuss with him or her what is the kind of case that they want to do quickly get the changes made and then come down to the lab and get it printed so they got uh, to utilize or fully utilize this particular technology to their benefit uh, the number of cases also constant the, the use in which that they did uh, for these cases had also increased and um, they saw an overall benefit with the patients uh, health as well and not just patient specific cases we also saw that uh, surgeons want to use this technology for their own research purposes also so they want to be able to cater to their own thoughts their own ideas 
bring that to life maybe maybe look at a different way of operating altogether so all of this together truly defines what you mean by personalization in surgery and uh, giving them access to that right there in house probably is one of the best ways to fully uh, you know use this technology to its potential i mean this is what the future is going to be right now how we have ct scans mri scans inbuilt into the hospitals which earlier was not the case few years down the line yes it's going to take a lot of hard work it's going to take a lot of um uh, you know applications development to bring this in house to a lot more places but it is something that people are going to put it in house or at least that's my hope at least that's what i hope that you know it is it is going to go in house over there so definitely point of care labs is very very beneficial to not just the surgeons but also to the patients and of course for the growth of the industry as a whole that's a interesting uh, viewpoint viroza and and uh, thanks really for joining us today and sharing your insights your journey and you know uh, your wish list in a, if, if i can say of how the uh, healthcare industry should adopt uh, additive manufacturing so thanks again and uh, uh, best wishes for all your endeavors Thank you so much Aditya I just want to also say that I think you are doing a really really good job uh, of I do I wouldn't want to say job actually it's your passion that to you want to expand uh, or promote the 3D printing industry and bring everyone together uh, doing these podcasts doing the conferences and even with additive academy uh, trying to bring not just uh, the industry people together but also the upcoming talents to bring them Uh, at par with what the industry is at today by giving them these different courses and i really really uh, feel that you are a great bonding agent amongst the entire industry so thank you so much yeah thanks thanks for that and i'm, I'm uh, great that what we're doing is is making an impact so good to know definitely it is that brings us to the end of today's episode of aim infocast stay tuned for more interesting conversations Visit amchronicle.com for more updates on additive manufacturing and follow the Indian 3D printing network and AM Chronicle pages on LinkedIn. Check out our new initiative on education and training in additive manufacturing, Additive Academy by visiting amchronicle.com/additive-academy. Now a word on our podcasting partner. AM Infocast has been created using Hubhopper Studio. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Using Hubhopper allows AM Infocast to be heard across various platforms including Spotify, Gaana, Wink Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and more. To know more, visit studio.hubhopper.com. Thank you for listening.